Why don't we pray together and let's ask the Holy Spirit of God just to help tonight, all right? Lord Jesus, I love you, and I thank you for loving me, and I thank you, Lord, for this place, Lord, this preacher's family, this church. I pray you touch them tonight. And God, uh, would you give us from your word what you'd have us to have? And Lord, I pray that there'll be somebody gets help. And Lord Jesus, we just go on for Jesus. I don't know all we'll do in the days we have, but God, we want to do much. Lord, we either go by way of the grave or Lord, uh, you come and get us all at one time. So whatever the case may be, God, you've got us until that day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. But I do, I, I want to see people saved. I want to see people get in. I want to see people grow in the Lord. And I love seeing that. I love seeing them starting to serve, you know, when they begin to get in. And, uh, and, and, and everyone, hey, you're sitting here, you're here on a Wednesday night. So obviously you've, uh, uh, I, I assume, you know, when I, when I, like my Wednesday night crowd, that's the crowd that comes all the time. That's the crowd that, uh, I mean, they're there on Sunday morning. They're usually there uh, for Sunday school and Sunday night. And, uh, and then a lot of them are serving and working in that ministry like a lot of you do. I, I see when I come, I see a bunch of y'all up here in the choir. I see you, you're ushering, you know, and, and helping out with that or out in the parking lot uh, directing people. And, and, uh, and it's a blessing seeing people serve. And I wish that everybody that served God, I, I wish it was the case that, that that's all they ever did. You know, that they served God till the day they died. That's their, uh, you know, that, that, that's on their tombstone that, man, they were faithful unto death and that's all they ever did. I mean, they just, that's, that's how they were known. They lived for God, they got saved, lived for God, and, and that's all. But when I read my Bible, I want you to turn to Galatians. Open your Bible to Galatians chapter 1. Let's go to Galatians chapter 1. And of course, the Apostle Paul is dealing with a lot of things here. He, he won these people to the Lord, and then, uh, and then these Judaizers came in. They're, just, they're saying, hey, uh, it's all right if y'all got saved, but you still got to live uh, by this law, and you got to do all of this. And well, let's just look at some verses, and I want to show you now. Now, he won these people to the Lord. Uh, I don't know how, you know, as far as him personally, how, how long they, some of these had been saved. I mean, they don't, don't all get saved on one day, so they're saved at different times, and they're growing in, in grace, and uh, maybe some are serving and doing different things, but this is the statement by the time he writes to them, uh, after he's won them, after he's established the church, then these are some of the things that he said to them. He said in, uh, in chapter 1, look with me if you will, down in verse 6, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you. It said into the grace, uh, in, 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 into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which ye, uh, that we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. As we said before, so say I now again. If any man preach any other gospel unto you uh, than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Now, uh, I go back to verse 6. He said, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from uh, him that called you. And I marvel sometimes, preacher, at, uh, when, I, when I see families that, man, they've been serving God for a long time or they've been in church for a long time. Now, he said, here, I marvel that you're so soon removed. But whether they get out uh, quickly or whether it takes a while, it's just, it, it really blows my mind sometimes how easy it is for Satan to creep into our lives and somebody that was walking with God, living for God, uh, I mean, just doing all of these things and to get them to begin to back up a little bit. 
and maybe to get them to uh, back up or, uh, or back up or back down or uh, even to get to the place to where they say, I quit. Now, man alive, I, uh, look what he said over in chapter 4. Let's look at that. Chapter 4 in verse 9, it shows you uh, it, that uh, these people, this, this, might, this might be a, a little bit different situation. This is not them turning to another gospel. But in uh, chapter 4, look with me in verse 9. He said, but now, after that ye have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements whereunto you desire, uh, to, to, uh, whereunto you desire again to be in bondage? In other words, he said, what in the world is going on, fellas? Now, now, by the way, can I just tell you, that old world God saved us out of is still weak and beggarly elements. Amen. Uh, brother, when I got saved, our family was so tore up and the world had messed us up. Uh, my, I grew up in that drunkard's home and all the mess that goes along with it. And I'm just telling you, uh, being around all of that, uh, brother, you'd think when we got saved and got out of all of that, uh, brother, that people would never go back to that. But if you're not careful, you got to watch out. You can be in a church like this under preaching like this with singing like this and if you're not careful you might find yourself going back to those weak and beggarly elements you find yourself uh, making your way back and, and, and when somebody gets out in that mess uh, boy the devil does a good job he tempts you to get out there oh come on I, I, it's, it's as good as it's ever been and oh just try it again uh, taste of this again live this way again it's going to be alright and you get out there and then what does he do boy he jumps on the other side you sorry no good Christian I can't believe you did that I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you watched that. I can't believe you. And boy, I tell you, he's the accuser of the brethren, isn't he? Now, uh, and boy, and then he, but he doesn't stay over there too long. Then he jumps back over here and he says, well, you've done a little bit. You might as well go a little bit further while you're out here. And so now you got somebody that's doing all of that. And you know what? The devil beats them up one side and down the other. And they sit in a church like this and they, and I'll tell you what they think. They think I ain't worthy to do anything. I'm so sorry and low down. I can't believe I, I did that. I can't believe I failed the Lord like that. And so they start backing up or they start giving up a little bit. And they can even get to the place where Satan says, well, I tell you what you do. You ain't ever going to be able to be what you ought to be. Why don't you just quit? And boy, he just tries to push you on out or, or get you. And, and here, he's rightfully so. He's trying to attack. He's attacking our weaknesses. And, and, and you understand, Satan's good at that. But, but he said this, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements? Look over in chapter 5 and verse 7. Look over in chapter 5 and verse 7. In chapter 5 and verse 7, he says, ye did run well. Now, we, we say that sometimes preaching, like when a preacher's preaching, you know, at least we do in Georgia. It's, it's them southern sayings, okay? You're running well, brother, amen. Well, we get it from that verse right there. You did run well. Y'all ever said that? <laughs> no. Oh, amen, amen. And uh, But some of us say that kind of stuff, you know. When I come to the meeting, I'll say that. When one of these fellows is preaching, I'm like, you're running well. Or, and, and, and people just laugh because they're like, we, we don't know what he means by that. Amen. It's Bible right here. If you read Galatians, you'd know right there where it was. Amen. But he said, you did run well. Now listen to this. This statement now, he says, who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Sometimes it's a what that gets us out. Sometimes it's the world that gets us out. Sometimes it's the who that gets you out. 
Brother, you mark her down. If somebody, it, it, don't, don't get around that crowd that's not, uh, that's not for what's going on around here. Say amen. Don't get around that crowd that's not, I mean, y'all are about to build. Y'all are, you got, you got meetings in the morning. You got all kind of stuff. Don't hang around the crowd that's like, well, I tell you what, I wouldn't be doing that if that was me. Well, hey, that, that ain't you. Amen. And uh, you're not the one having to do all of that. Uh, you understand, but God's got you in a place where they're doing it, so we ought to be for it. Praise God. I mean, brother, I don't care what they're doing. If they're, I, I, I've heard of, I've heard of fellas that they held them up so long they had three ground breakings. Amen. I mean, you might as well keep the shovel and keep the spray paint so you can paint it gold again and uh, go out there and do it. But uh, I don't care how many ground breakings you got to have. But one day they had the one where they started building. Praise God. Now I just say though, it, it, right here they ran well. Now there's a lot of things that do, that, that messes with the child of God, and that's what I'm trying to show you tonight. Uh, but uh, and when these things start happening, he said you did run well. Who did hinder you. I've seen those that maybe have preached or those that have sang and those that have done, uh, done these things and maybe it's not the world that got them out. Uh, maybe it's not their failure their sin but somehow Satan began to attack. You see you got Satan's wiles. You've got the seduction of the world and then we've just got our old selfish flesh that's just weak. And I'm telling you, brother, I, 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 and the thing I see, preacher, is I, I've seen preachers that have. I've seen preachers that uh, begin to uh, give up a little bit and give in a little bit, and, and they seem to give out. And, and then they, there comes a day where they say, hey, I, I, I'm just going to quit. I've seen assistant pastors do it. I've seen young people do it. I've seen, hey, I've seen daddies quit on their family. I've seen mamas quit on the family. I've seen, the, I've seen all of these things going on. And, and when you look at that, you're like, preacher, well, well, well wait a minute. This, man, this is depressing. I, I, I mean, you're talking about everybody quitting. And, I, and the preacher just said, we're trying to, uh, man, we want to win tonight. We're God. Well, I, if you'll give me a minute, we're going to get around to what God wants us to see. Amen. I'm just trying to show you that. Now, now let me help you with this. Nobody is too tall to fall. And, and now, now I'm just telling you, hey, uh, you, preacher, you've been pastoring your church 22 years. Uh, boy, and you ought to, uh, you know how to uh, do this or you know how to uh, do that in your church. Hey, I want to tell you something. I, I'm as scared today uh, of the devil as I've ever been. I'm as scared of my flesh as I've ever been. Uh, brother, I'm as weak as I've ever been as far as my flesh. Uh, but I want to tell you something. I, I don't want to get out. I don't want to give in. I, I don't want to quit. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to fight. Fall by the wayside, if you will, but I don't want to see any of y'all do the same thing. Amen. And I, and I started thinking about uh, the Word of God and began to look. And it doesn't matter what comes after us. Sometimes the devil uses your family, all right? Uh, sometimes you got a friend, and, and boy, that's who he'll use. Uh, sometimes uh, you got your enemies, boy, they'll attack you and try to get you out. Then sometimes you got just, uh, oh, uh, just, just the fear itself. Man alive, COVID right now. I wonder if there's somebody watching. Amen. Now, now look, I tell my crowd about COVID. I, I try to encourage them a little bit. I'm like, now, nah, nah, look, I'm not as not, not your preacher's so nice. <laughs> and he's like polished, like a well, he's like a well-oiled machine, you know. And I mean, he's like, uh, to me, like the diamond, amen, Sister Heather. I mean, like a diamond, you know, and all like that. Uh, they say that uh, a diamond is nothing but what used to be an old piece of coal. I'm the piece of coal. <laughs> You got the finished product, all right? God's still working on me. You pray for me, amen. But I tell my crowd, that, you know, that they don't want to preach. I'm scared to death. I can't come to church. There might be COVID over there. But they're over at Walmart every day. 
and over there at the restaurant every day, and I see them over at the park with all them people they don't know, amen, but I don't want to come over to that church. There might be COVID over there. Oh, hogwash, just be honest and tell me you backslid, amen, and uh, you need to get right with the Lord. Hey, I, now look, I don't mean if you're not able to come and all that. I'm glad we got live stream, amen. It is so weird watching yourself preach, so I, I'm looking at it right now, and I mean, it's like a little discouraged. It makes me want to like, get over here. Oh, he's following me with that thing now. Oh, y'all, I'm just telling you, I, you've already told me I'm a, I'm a walking economic disaster. Y'all know that, don't you? I look at my head and I see recession. <laughs> yeah, I turn sideways in the mirror and I see inflation, amen. And then I go into a great depression. So, uh, look, uh, you already know that. But can I tell you something? I, wanna, I, wanna, I just want to say tonight, uh, brother, you don't got to quit, amen. I say to the daddy, you don't got to quit. I say to the mama, you don't got to quit. And I say to the preacher, you don't got to quit. And I say to the assistant pastors, there's no time to quit. And to the choir members, hey, let's don't get out. Let's get in, amen. Uh, let's, uh, I say to the ushers, praise God, don't quit ushering, amen. Uh, be the best usher this church has, hallelujah. If you're out in the parking lot and you're the fellow that points people where to go or tells them where to not go, be the best pointer that they got. <laughs> now, don't think, well, my job's not important. I, I, they don't have me. You, you might be the fellow that, the preacher didn't have anything else for him to do, and he just said, well, I'll tell you what you do. You go out there and make sure mold don't grow on the steeple. <laughs> now, if, you, if I go outside tonight, and there's that one fellow, and he's like, <laughs> and he's walking around, I know I'm going to be like, that's the fellow the preacher said. <laughs> don't let that mold grow on the steeple. Let me know if there's anything growing on that steeple. Amen. And, uh, but it don't matter what you're doing. Hey, let's not quit. And I started thinking about it. You know, there's a lot of things when the devil, he attacks everybody. At some time or another, he's going to throw that in front of you. He's going to throw it in front of the best preacher I know. He's going to throw it in front of the preacher's family. He's going to throw it in front of church members. And he's good at that. He's been doing it a long time. But I want to give you a few things tonight on some reasons why we ought not quit. <laughs> I'm just some simple things now. I, again, I, I, I'm looking at the outline. I, what is that out there? Help me out. What is that, the outline that's laying out here on the, on the, on the, on the play, uh, you know what I mean, the little counter. No, 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 not a master plan. It's an outline. It's like a, a, a preaching or something. I, don't make me go out there and get it. I'll go out there and get it, fellas. Uh, hey, uh, brother, usher on the back row, walk out there. There's an outline on a piece of paper and bring it in here real quick. Amen. And uh, all right, we're going to wait. And uh, Captain Picard going out there to get the, uh... <laughs> he looks just like him, amen. He'll be back in a minute, amen. And uh, all, right, all right, now what is that? What does that say? Yeah, yeah, amen, amen. I mean, I'm talking about laid out on paper, typed out, 20 different, I mean, sub points of sub points of sub points, 25 points on the thing. And I, and I look at that and I'm like, I got three simple thoughts tonight. <laughs> you ought to shout the victory. We may not get out at seven, but it's only 7.08. So don't sit there and look at your watch and get off. I'll tell you what, he's going to be, he's going to preach that hour. No, but I'll tell you what it's ought to do tonight. When the devil goes to attack you and you're about quitting, could you look at the best person you could ever look at? Would you put your eyes on your Savior? Would you turn your eyes toward Jesus? Would you all turn to Hebrews chapter 12? And could we look at a verse right here? Would you go to Hebrews chapter 12? And let's look at verse 1 and verse 2. 
Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, he said, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Now, how do you do that? How do you run that race? How do you not quit? How do you not fall by the wayside? Looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Can I tell you what to do whenever the devil goes to jumping on my back, when the devil's fighting tooth and nail, and all oh, you're thinking, what in the world? What's the use in this? I tell you what I do. I get someplace, and I get by myself, and I get my eyes on the Son of God again. Amen. I start thinking about that day he saved me. I think about how he came in my heart and changed my life. Nobody uh, could have changed me other than the Son of God. Nobody could have helped our family like Jesus did, amen. But he came down where we were. Imagine God loving an old bus kid and coming down there and then picking us up and bringing us in. I ain't never been worthy of that. I'm not worthy of it tonight, but I sure am glad that he saves old sinners, amen. I tell you, I look at my conversion and I tell you, it helps me, amen. God begins to strengthen me. Can you go back to that day or night when Jesus saved you? I mean, can you go back there right now in your mind's eye and think about, uh, the, boy, the way you felt sitting there when you was lost on your way to hell? You didn't know if you were going to heaven and, and maybe that preacher got up or maybe that soul winner began to talk to you and you realized you were lost on your way to hell and it scared you to death, didn't it? Now say Amen. I mean, boy, that fear struck you and you thought, oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to heaven. I don't know when I die what's going to happen to me. And after a little while, when that preacher began to preach, you realize it wasn't if I'm going to hell. It's I'm dying and I'm going to hell. And it scared you, oh, brother. And boy, the more, see, that night I got saved, the more he preached, the more lost I got. <laughs> I thought you could live good and get to heaven. I didn't know anything about the Bible. I thought God put you good and bad on a scale and all of that. I even thought you might get wet. <laughs> I didn't know, I, didn't, I don't think I knew the word baptism. I just thought, I'm going to get wet one day, and I'll make myself good enough to get to heaven. Amen. And so, you know, but y'all, let me help you with that. If getting wet gets you to heaven, why don't we turn the sprinkler system on? <laughs> And hey, we'll all go because we all got, no, you don't get to heaven by getting baptized. But boy, everything I thought was getting me to heaven, that preacher with the word of God knocked it out from under me. And all of a sudden I'm standing there just a lost sinner with no hope other than, and then, but thank God he didn't quit preaching. Then he began to preach about the Son of God. Amen. He began to tell me about how God loves sinners like us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I learned that he had a son named Jesus that had died for, hey, died for my sins and that he was willing to come in my heart and forgive me of my sins and take them all away and give me eternal life. Now that may not do anything to you, but I ain't got over getting saved. You hear me tonight? I ain't got over it, amen, and I don't want to get over it. Brother, hey, I've seen enough Baptists that have got over being saved. If you died right now, where are you going? Uh, heaven. Oh, okay. Why are you going to heaven? Uh, I got saved one day. Now y'all, if you're saved, you ought to let your face know it sometime. And I mean, and you know, and I mean, like tell people like you're happy about it, you know, I'm like, hey, if they say, where are you going when you die? Heaven. 
No, you may not have to do it just like that, you know. Well, you know, and pronounce like heaven, but you can go heaven, <laughs> or heaven, <laughs> or heaven. Doesn't matter to me, amen. Or you could just go heaven. <laughs> I just know this: if you'd like to go to heaven, you'll let somebody know it. And the reason you're going to heaven is because the darling Son of God loved you and died on Calvary. Did he? Hey, he didn't give up when Judas came in the garden and kissed him on the cheek and betrayed him, did he? He did not give up when they took him in, in there uh, with that Sanhedrin and they questioned him all night and, they, and, they, and then they uh, beat him uh, and, and buffeted him with the palm of their hand. He did not, hey, he never did give up, did he, praise God, whenever uh, they took him up uh, right there at Gabbatha and they said, they, they, I mean, they've got a common thief. They've got Barabbas. He said, i got Barabbas and Jesus. Who do you want? And they all said, give us Barabbas. What will I do with Jesus? Crucify him. Crucify him. And he never stopped. Never one time did the Son of God say, well, I don't know if this is worth it. Well, this is a little bit hard. Well, this is a little difficult. This is, more, uh, this is more, a little more involved than I thought it would be. Hey, all the things we say to ourselves before we quit. But the Son of God went on, hey, when they, when they betrayed him and they brought him out. Oh, by the way, when they put those cat of nine tails on him, he never stopped, did he? After that, they robed him and they mocked him. They put that crown of thorns on his head and he never quit. And then they took him up to Calvary's hill and they stripped that robe off of him and reopened all those wounds and he never quit, amen. And by the way, they nailed his hands and they nailed his feet and he never quit and they pierced his side and he never quit. Hey, you look at the son of God. He went up Calvary's hill and paid the price for our sins and never one time did my savior quit. Hey, we owe it to him, amen. We owe it to our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. Hey, to never quit, amen. I look at my Savior, and it makes me not want to quit. I tell you what, let me give you something simple here. I look at the Scripture. Now, preacher, we've got, there's plenty of verses in the Bible that help us at all. Let me, I had a lady that wrote me a letter. No, no, she texted me. She texted me. Her husband had passed away, and she, she said, preacher, I, I'm just having a hard day. I miss my husband. She said, I, you know, I, I, I just, I, I wish he was here. And, and then she was talking about some of the things she was going through. And, and preacher, I mean, I'm, I want to give her a good verse. And I'm like, I'm thinking over there in Galatians, you know. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. I'm thinking of that verse. And so I'm like, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I said, I just text back. I said, well, sister, I said, the best thing I can do is, Right now, it's just point you to a verse. She was talking about all the things she's going through and how, how low she had gotten and how she was thinking about quitting. And I, I said, well, let me just text you this. and uh, th You read this verse and see if it don't help you. Six months later, she sits down with me in the office and she says, Preacher, can I talk to you? And I said, yeah. And uh, she said, uh, are we okay? And I'm like, Yeah. No, I mean, are we really good preachers? Everything all right? And she, you know, she's like about starting to cry. And I'm like, yeah, it's all good. And she said, well, you know, after you sent me that verse, I just didn't know. And I'm like, of course, everybody texts me. I send out verses all the time. And I'm like, and so I'm like, help me. She said, and then I got my phone. I'm like, you know, 
I look her name up real quick, <laughs> and I and I pull up, you know, and I and I look back, and I and I find where she wrote, you know, the she she wrote what she wrote, and uh, and I said, well, sister, and I, while I was going there, I said, I, I said, I remember that, and I said, I remember, uh, you know, that verse, uh, and let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not, and she said, I don't remember. She said. I don't know if that was, and I said, yes, ma'am, that's the verse that was on my heart, and you were going through that hard day, and, and I sent you that verse, because the scripture, I know that'll help you, amen. And she said, and, and then I looked down, and I didn't send Galatians 6, 9. I sent Galatians 6, 7. You know what Galatians 6, 7, yeah, you're looking at it right now. It says, be not deceived. God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. <laughs> It's a judgment verse. It is a verse that I, she, she said, I've been thinking I brought all that stuff on myself. I, I thought it was my fault. And I, and oh my. Now y'all, I'm telling on myself, I, I had the right verse. If you'd have got set, now, I was thinking six, nine. I put six, seven. Slap messed up, preacher. I'm just being, I'm just confessing my sin now to another church. I've already had to confess it to mine, I mean to everybody else. And she sits out there the whole time I'm telling it going. <laughs> First of all, the lesson learned is be careful the text verse that you send somebody. Amen. Make sure it's the right one. But can I tell you that verse, of the right one, Galatians 6, 9 helps me to go on and let us not be weary in well doing preacher I'm, I've been doing right and God hadn't answered yet so is God hey so has God failed you well preacher I'm living I'm just trying to be faithful and I'm trying to do what I know is right what I know the Bible says but 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 my but the, the, the my prayer hadn't been answered yet I, I do I got sin in my life no that's that's I'm not saying there's sin in your life I'm just saying, let us, let's take God's word. Let us not be weary in well-doing. Let us not be weary. What I'm saying is, keep on, amen. Keep on and don't give in. And keep on and don't give up. And keep on and don't give out. And keep on and don't quit, amen. Uh, you understand? Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season. Now, let me help you with that. That's not your timing. It's not my timing for you. Don't we, don't we pray and tell God what he ought to do and when he ought to do it? Don't we demand almost. Now, Lord, if you're God, then like he's not God. <laughs> like you're not God if you don't do this when I tell you. I can't tell you a lot of things that have been answered in my time. Be honest with you. But I have seen God's word come true when he said, and let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, here's his promise, you shall reap. If what? If we faint not. Wonder how many of us, I, I hope nobody's quit right before God was going to answer. I hope nobody's give in or give out or got out or, or, or what right, right before. Man, the Lord was going to reach down and save that young'un or reach that child or touch that husband or help that wife or, or touch that cancer. Say amen. I don't know. I just know this. I go to the Word of God and I believe the Word of God. Hey, I, I, I trust God's Word more than I, hey, more than I trust the doctor. 
Hey, I trust God's word more than I trust fake news. <laughs> Say amen right there, amen. Hey, I trust the Lord. Uh, let me give you another. First uh, Corinthians 15, 58. Man, one of my favorites. Uh, turn over there. Turn to 1 Corinthians 15, 58. You see, because this matter of, this, this, this matter of going on, this matter of, of, of believing God's word is right. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 um, and, and verse 58, the Lord is, is trying to encourage us. He's just talked about, uh, him, about the Lord coming back in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, how this corruptible is going to put on incorruption, this mortal is going to put on immortality. So he says, where? He said, therefore. In other words, because all this is going to happen, and by the way, all that is going to happen one day. You know God's going to take care of every one of our problems uh, with the shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. I mean, buddy, with the Lord came right now, hey, he's taking all of us that are saved with him. But listen to this. If you're lost, you should be sitting here right here in an empty room other than you and whoever else may be lost. I wouldn't really, hey, if I knew I wasn't saved, I'd get saved tonight. I wouldn't risk going to hell. Hey, nobody's worth going to hell over. Nothing's worth going to hell over. I don't want you missing rapture because if you miss all that, hey, the Lord's going to send you hey, a great delusion that you should believe a lie and you'll believe all that mess. I'm just telling you, you better get saved while you got opportunity, amen? And then I say this, I, I, I see, he said, therefore, though, he said, all right, until the Lord comes, what should me and you be doing? Well, preacher, what about when I get a little weary? What about when I do get tired? What about when I am thinking about uh, maybe giving up that Sunday school class? What about when I am thinking about going to the, to the preacher and saying, preacher, that, the bus route, you just got to get somebody else for that right now. Or preacher, you got to get somebody. Man, my job schedule, I, I took a job, preacher, and it's going to get me further out of church than it is in. And, I, and so therefore, I, I choose the job over serving God. And, I, and, and, I, and I'm getting money over the, the master. I'm getting my, my silver over serving, whatever you want to call it. And, and so preacher, I, I got to get out. I'm giving up my position. I'm giving up what I'm doing for Jesus. What do you do? Let's take the word of God and let God's word help us. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. He's talking about me and you with what we're doing. He said, why don't you just say, why don't you plant your feet where you're at? Now, again, I, I'm grateful for Heritage Baptist Church. That's where God put me. And I, I'm just when I came there, uh, you, you men that are preachers, I don't know what all God will do with you. I don't know, fellas, if the Lord calls you to preach, if you go pastor someplace. But understand this, a church is not a stepping stone. Hey, if God sends you somewhere as far as you're concerned, it's not, well, I'll stay here until somebody offers me something better, hogwash. You understand, you've got to be from Georgia to understand what hogwash means, don't you? That means that's, that's, that's crazy. Well, I'll go as long as it benefits me. Hey, it may not benefit you, but God's got you there to benefit somebody, amen. And who said we got to be benefited anyway, amen? I thought when God puts us somewhere, hey, by the way, when he puts you there, as far as you're concerned, let it be till death do you part. When me and Miss Hopkins got married, we stood down in that altar, and I said, I, Terrell, take thee, Melissa, to my wedded wife, to have and to hold from this day forward. For richer, for poorer, you know, in sickness and in health. <laughs> She's almost killed me this year. <laughs> And uh, in sickness and in health, you know, and, and, and all the, and I can't remember, Richard Poor, sickness and in health, uh, forsaking all others, keep the only in her so long as you both say that. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do all of that. Amen. Yeah. But you know what else? It's till death do us part. You know, 
And uh, it, it's, it's until she kills me, and then we'll all be good, and she's going to get I, I'm still waiting because she's got a big old insurance policy if I die. And, and by the way, if I die, you know she did it. Don't be too hard on her. Y'all know me anyway. You're like, yeah, I know you enough to be like, I wouldn't blame her a lick. Amen. I, I guarantee you. Most of, hey, by the way, fellas, any, anybody that knows any of us, nobody would blame your wife if she took you out. <laughs> now say amen. The men are like, what? Why do you die? So sorry, fella, amen. But I'm just telling you, hey, I'm just saying it was till death do us part. There's no stepping off of this thing, man. I mean, I'm with her till till kingdom come, amen. Well, see, when I I became pastor of Heritage Baptist Church, I say, how do you stay someplace 22 years? You stay there one, then you stay two, then you stay the next, and you just keep on staying. Well, you stay until some people leave. Oh, my goodness, y'all, I'm on my seventh congregation. (laughs) Are you kidding? No, they're gonna, they come and go. I wish they didn't, but they come and go. I, I can't control anybody. I, now I can go out and go visiting and win people to God and, 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 and try to get them in, but I really can't control them, like coming, getting baptized and doing all of that. But if you, if you, if you get in someplace, by the way, I don't think just God puts it on the pastor's heart to do that. I think there's some of you members that some of the people right here in Emmanuel that God put you here years ago. And that, by the way, orders hadn't changed, have they? I think we change our orders a whole lot quicker than God does. Y'all hear me? Well, preacher, the Lord. T- oh, come on now. Let's don't blame something on God. Well, well, the Lord just, the Lord's moving me. And I, no, 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 no. You know, God doesn't change his mind as much as we do. But I see that, therefore, my beloved brethren, be you steadfast, unmovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Now, here's your promise. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Can I, can I just give you something on those weary days, on those war-torn days, on the days where you're struggling? What if you tell the Lord, Lord, I love you, and I, I got my eyes on my Savior, and my Savior never quit, and Lord, I'm reading these Scripture verses, and God, you're helping me right here, and God, now I get on my knees with you, and God, I want to tell you that I ain't going to quit, amen. I don't know how the answer's going to come, and there may not, no answer may not come. I, I don't know, God, and you may not come through when I think you ought to come through, but God, I will not quit on you, amen. I trust your word. I trust your son. I trust your scriptures. And Lord, that's enough for me. Let me ask you something. Is he enough tonight? Is he enough? Look up here. Is this enough? How about it, men? Well, I need a little more. What else do you need if you've got him and you got this? I think that's enough for us to stay right where we're at. I think that's enough to keep on. I think that's enough enough reasons not to quit, all right? But I'll give you one more, okay? You got the Savior, and you got the Scripture. <laughs> well, what about the saints of God we read about in the Bible? What about the good, I mean, when I read about the saints of God, Paul would say over at Acts 20 and verse 24, he just named all a lot of tribulation he had been through. But you know what he said? And, and now these kind of verses are things that fire me up. He said, none of these things move me. Mm. Now, all oh, preacher, you're just a preacher and those kind of things appeal to you. Hey, aren't you saved? Well, if you're saved, they ought to appeal to you too. Now, when I read a man and he's gone through all he's gone through and, and I mean, he's got the grit to look it in the face and say, but hey, none of these things move me, neighbor. They're not moving me. Hey, uh, look, 
Isn't it crazy the little things we let move us? Isn't it the silly things we let move us away from the will of God, away from the work of God or the house of God? I'm just telling you, the devil, he don't care. He's not particular what he uses. But you and I, we look at the word of God, and I see the apostle Paul, and I say, Lord, thank you for that man. Lord, thank you for this, that one phrase of that one verse. If there was nothing else I read in the New Testament, I could hang on to none of these things move me. And I tell you what that does. Lord, that makes me want to get on my knees and say, then God, none of these things are going to move me either. Amen. No, no, My family's not going to move me. Friends are not going to move me. Foes are not going to move me. My flesh, my, my fears, my failures are not going to move me. Lord, I'm yours, and God, I'm staying where you put me, and I'm serving you to the day I die. He ain't got much when he got Terrell Hopkins, but I want to tell you something. I want him to have all of me. Do you hear what I said? I don't know how much he got when he got me, but I say this. I want him to have all of me. Let me ask you something tonight. Does he have all of you? And if not, how long has it been since he had all of you? Might be a good night for him to get it all again, ain't it? You say, I don't want to quit. I look at Paul and I'm like, uh-uh, neighbor. I'm not quitting, man. No way. Not after that. Then I, I, I think about on Nehemiah. Now, Nehemiah is another one of my favorites, all right? I mean, he's a cupbearer turned wall builder, okay? You know what a cupbearer is? That's like you got the king and the king is like they, they bring him his, the, the drinks to the king. And this is the guy that's like before the king drinks, they're like, uh, you try it. <laughs> Because if anybody's poisoned it, then the cupbearer's like, you know. <laughs> and he killed. How'd the cupbearer get his job? <laughs> Y'all catch on to that in a minute, amen. Cupbearer got his job because the other fella killed over, amen. And, uh, you know, I'm not, not real, you know, I guess not a lot of people stand in line for being a cupbearer, but God used a little cupbearer. God got hold of his heart. And he goes over there, and his name's Nehemiah, and he ends up building a wall. And he ends up doing a great work for God. In fact, he said, uh, they, the Bible says they strengthened their hands for this good work. And later on, the devil's crowd would come and try to get him off of that wall. And, and here's a couple of statements that he made that, just, that I see you just said, Chapter 6 and verse 3, they came to him, and he said, I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down. And I'll be honest, when, I, when the devil comes by and says, well, well, man alive, why don't you just, I mean, you've been pastoring, why don't you go down, hey, why don't you go down to Emmanuel and just be co-pastor? <laughs> By the way, the guys gave me when I come in, did y'all, I'm, I'm telling you, that may be y'all's love offering. One of the fellas said, well, we're glad to have you back, co-pastor. It's about time you came and tithed, amen. You got good ushers, I'll say that, amen. You got good men, amen. And, uh, <laughs> But I, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm just telling you that I, uh, let, me, let, me get back to, let me get back to Nehemiah. Nehemiah, when he says, he says, I'm doing a great work. I look at the work of God where God's got me, and that is a great work because it's God's work. Down here at Emmanuel, the reason this is a great work is not, it, it, you got a great pastor, but that's not the reason it's a great work. You got a great people, that's not the reason it's a great work. This is a great work. Because of whose work it is. Y'all hear me? And when the devil comes and says, why don't you just come down? Fellas, why don't you come down? You don't got to be an assistant pastor. 
be a whole lot easier. I mean, just to just just sit down there, just be a member and not have all that responsibility. Preacher, I mean, you got so many things going on. And man, the devil attacks you when you're pastor. People attack you. They just they got a bullseye on you the way they do, you know. And like, like, all, like all pastors have. And man, it'd be a whole lot easier, you know, just to, to go someplace, be in somebody else's ministry and just, but it really wouldn't be that much easier. Because you see, the Lord puts a call on you. And God calls you and God puts you someplace. And when the Lord does that, hey, he, it's serious business when God calls a man. And it's serious business. Hey, it, to me, it's serious business when God puts a person in a local church and they become a member. It's serious business. Well, it's not, it's, it's not as serious as Pat. No, no. It's, it's absolutely as it's, it's necessary. Hey, Nehemiah went down there and had to tell those people, and the Bible says, so they strengthened their hand for this good work. Is that right? But right here, he just tells them, he just says, he says, I, I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down. They came to him three times and he would not come off the wall. God give us some preachers and church members and staff and everybody that says, you know what? I ain't coming down. Amen. I ain't coming. I don't care what you, I don't want you say. They came to him after a different matter. And then later in that same chapter in verse 11, he said this, such, 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 such a man as I flee. In other words, <laughs> number one, he's like letting them know such, such a man, amen. Now look, I don't, I'm not all for like a fella, right? Every once in a while you see these look like the little young guys. I'm a man, amen. I'm a, you get a little growing before you become man, fella. Say amen. amen. Now, thank you, one fella saying amen over here. <laughs> all right. But uh, they all, now they're growing into, they're young men. Ladies, say Amen. amen. <laughs> One of them was really, hey, man, <laughs> I don't know who that was. One, I don't really, I don't, you check it out, preacher, amen, that's right, all right. <laughs> but I do say this, I say, he, he, he was saying it right, such, such a man as I, what are you in the man? Uh, is he bragging on his manhood? No, he was God's man. Such, such a man as I flee. And I say, absolutely not. What in the world, hey, what in the world have I got to back down from? I got, I've got the word of God backing me up. Somebody say amen. I got, a, I got my heavenly father in heaven backing me up. I got the, I've got my Lord in heaven. My, I got the son of God backing me up. I got the spirit of God backing me up. I got the word of God backing me up. Such, such a man as I flee, no, amen. We got nowhere to run, amen. I'm just telling you, the devil's going to lie. He lies to you. Oh, get down, quit running. Oh, you might as well get out. You might, no. So such a man as I flee, uh-uh. <laughs> you know, I don't care how you answer the devil. Now, you, you can just be, you know, you can be like, uh, you know, like a Yankee. No. No, not going to flee, okay? Be your Yankee, stop from fleeing, that's good, amen? Or you can be like a little Georgia boy. No. No, I ain't going nowhere. Say amen. I don't care if you're a Yankee or you can be in between, you know? No. <laughs> You know, or have you, have you do it? You'd be like, mm, I don't care, amen. But so such a man as I flee, no. Uh, let, me give you, let me give you another. Let me give you another. How about old, how about old Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? <laughs> you know, your shack, my shack, and a bungalow. <laughs> no, 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 you know, but, it, but 
Daniel chapter 3 and verse 17, they're right there. They're, about to, they're throwing everybody in the burning, fiery furnace. And, and they're like, all right, you're going to bow, boys. We'll give you one more chance. And here's what he said. If so, be our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. I just like their confidence. I like their confidence in God. And then I say this. That confidence led to, hey, led to courage. And here's what I see them now. They said, they said but if not, now, now let me tell you, that's, that's another strand of Christianity right there. Now, Lord, I'll serve you as long as everything's good, as long as you answer my prayer, as long as it's all done. But you know what those guys said? But if not, hey, if he don't, are you still going to love him? If he don't, are you still going to come to church? If he don't, are you still going to be faithful? If he don't, are you still going to trust him? Are you still going to praise him? Are you still going to live for him? You see, they just said, but if not, and then I like this. Be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. And then the king, I mean, you see his fury. You see the flames flying. You see the furnace burning. And I mean, in a little while, they are chunking these boys. You're like, well, look at there. I mean, hey, standing for God and not quitting. Now, get you thrown in the fire. Y'all didn't read the end of that chapter, did you? Because in a minute, he says, didn't we throw three men into that fire? You know, like he's got to ask about it. You know, am I just stupid here? Or what am I looking at down there? And he says, uh, uh, true, O king. <laughs> you threw three men. He said, but I see four men loose and walking. He said, and the, fourth, the form of the fourth is like unto the Son of God. Whoa. Hey, you don't quit. You stand. You be steadfast, unmovable, always abandon the work of the Lord. You might get thrown in the fire. But the Lord's going to be with you in the fire. I'd rather be in the fire with the Lord, hey, than to be standing outside the, hey, well, well I quit. I, I back up. I let somebody else do all of that. And hey, sit over there by myself. I think I'd rather just stay in the fire with Jesus. If you live for the Lord, you're going to stay in the fire most of the time anyway. I haven't found a time when you're not in the fire. Have you ever, have you ever, you know, if you stand right, live right, do right, guess what? There's always a fire. You're either starting a fire or there's somebody starting one to throw you in. Amen. I mean, usually that's the way it's going to be if you're really living for the Lord always anyway. I look at all this crowd. I'm not, I got, I, we could turn to Samuel and read about little David, you know. You come to me, you know, with a sword and a spear. I come to you in the name of the Lord, amen. He said, I'll, and oh, oh, now, I'm telling you, that's when the young man was waxing courageous. And he tells that big old giant, he said, I'll give your carcass to the host of the Philistines this day. I'm like, go, boy. Hallelujah. I mean, I'm talking about a young man that's got the Spirit of God on him, a young man that says, you know what, I'm not quitting. Hey, I'm a teenager and I'm not going to get out. I'm not going to the world. I'm not going to any of that mess. Hey, boys, I'm talking about somebody that loved the Lord. Hey, like little David, amen. I'm talking about a young man that's willing to stand up to a giant and tell him, hey, I, I'll, you come to me, you got all of that stuff, but I got God with me, amen. And he pulled a little stone out and he pulled a sling out and he went to doing like this and in a few minutes, old giant's laying there dead. He didn't even have a sword on him. You know what he did? He went over there and stood up. I've done this before. I ain't going to break nothing again, all right? But he stood up and he took that sword out and he sawed his head off. Amen. And by the way, I've heard uh, uh, some of the Bible scholars said, well, he wasn't really dead. He's in a swooning condition. When David's holding his head up, he dead. <laughs> Say amen. Hey, never quit, did he? Never quit. 
put your eyes back on your Savior. Maybe the Lord just gave you a few scriptures to put your eyes on tonight. devil's a liar when he tells you to quit. Every, hey, everybody's weary. Look up here. Everybody's weary. Everybody here has been wounded at one time or another. Not, not one of us that hadn't been. We've all been weary. We've all been wounded. And there's not a one of us that he hadn't said, just back up. Back down a little bit. Man, or, or even got to the point of quitting. Why don't you do this? Would you bow your head and close your eyes?